Hello and welcome to episode 22 of the Film Yak podcast. I'm John. I'm Kevin. And Jonathan. And today we're going to talk about my pick, the 1984 film Amadeus, directed by Milos Forman, winner of Milos or Milos? Milos. 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 I think I'm assuming it was Milos because of Seinfeld. Yeah. Another point for Milos. No idea. Tennis guy. Anyway. Yeah. Um, So Milos Forman, winner of eight Academy Awards. uh, Big, big deal back in the 80s. That's insane. Starring F. Murray Abraham and Tom Hulse. And um, yeah, so we're going to be talking about that. We're also going to be discussing Academy Award nominations that came out last Tuesday, as well as some trailers that we've seen, maybe some that we've seen too much of already mm. and uh how are you guys doing today pretty doing good. good pretty good yeah yeah, yeah. how's your week looking Shit forward storm. to the weekend <laughs> Shitstorm. looking forward to <laughs> oh re- uh-oh yeah. what's wrong yeah i just you know it's the same old having same old. a job is stupid oh yeah, i agree <laughs> uh, it, it, yeah. this could be our job i want universal base income <laughs> yeah universal. <laughs> that's good me too. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, we live in the real world. Fortunately, we live 50 years too too soon, I guess. Or 100 years. Probably 200. Meaning what? In 200 years, everybody's going to be I mean, I hope so. Paid to... To just exist. I why would, would that happen? I don't know. I hope so. There's not going to be enough jobs for people. Yeah, is gain, that, is we, that right? I mean, yeah. I would assume Why so, would yeah. there be less jobs then than there are now? Just automation. Robotic automation. But aren't there jobs that you cannot automate? And there's, I mean, I, like what? I mean, assuming that we don't you get You could to, automate teaching. You could automate... I love how he jumps right to teaching. Because he, he knows I'm talking about me. Yeah, teaching, yeah. food service. I, di- I disagree that you could automate teaching. Uh, you cannot automate You cannot automate teaching uh, unless we get to the point of like... Uh, I don't know, Westworld, or name a movie where it's like, where it's like a human being looking AI. Yeah, or like, uh, I like don't think we'll The Matrix or Johnny Mnemonic, where you yeah. like, just, you have a wetware yeah. implant right. and you download right, it. Right, right, right. Yeah. Pretty much all service, though, I think. Oh, yeah. Be, you know. Like, your job is fucked. Yeah. 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 Anything restaurant related. Although, I mean, I, mean, I, I say know. that, I say that, but people, I mean, it's like that, <clears> like in, in Japan, they have the conveyor belts and the uh, automats and stuff. Yeah. But like here, that hasn't caught on. I mean, people like service, they like human beings to serve them. Yeah. Yeah. So until you get to the point where you have realistic human But when it's, AI, you know, when people demand health insurance and whatnot, and it's, you know, it's just cheaper to automate. And I think that's the end goal for businesses, mm-hmm. is to, you know, cut wherever they can. I agree with that, but I also think like they'll say, "Yeah, let's just cut," but then the but then the customers will leave because they don't they want the service, and maybe, then they'll maybe. say like, "Well," and then there'll be one company that's like, "We like this niche company. We actually hire human beings still," and then like yeah, everybody yeah, will swarm yeah. to that company. But at the yeah. same time, I think like our generation is is way less demanding for that. We don't really care about service as much as older generations. Okay, do. that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. So in fifty years, I mean, personally. I would love. I would, to, I would give, love. I would care to, to have I a could, conveyor belt. Yeah, at the restaurant. I could care yeah. less about a waiter. I mean, yeah. it's honestly more awkward than anything. Usually, mm. yeah. This is a really weird tangent that we've got off on, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Uh, you know, I enjoy that kind of thing. Um, yeah, I hope our listener does too. Uh, 
listener <laughs> singular. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, we, we're, we're we're doing we're literally in the tens of downloads Shit. lately. So we're, really, yeah, we're crushing it. Damn, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have 54 subscribers right now. It's not bad. But no, it's not bad at all. Yeah, for yeah. considering what we do and that we barely promote, it's I think it's pretty decent. So yeah, yeah. I appreciate every one of you who's listening and. Uh, I'd appreciate you a lot more if you wrote in questions so we could answer them. But that's yeah. okay. <laughs> You're doing great. Um, so I guess we'll talk the Academy Award nominations that were released on Tuesday, or announced rather, on Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, not, not a whole lot of surprises, but I guess for me, no uh, original screenplay nomination for Phantom Thread. Hmm. Best director, though, right? I believe so. Yeah, let me just pull yeah. them up real yeah, quick. Yeah, pull them up. Vamp a little bit. Um I get the feeling. I don't. It's just a feeling, but I think Daniel Day Lewis is going to walk away with the best actor because they've made such a big thing of it being his last role. So it yeah. might be. You know how like they gave Return of the King like it swept the Oscars that year. So like, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, it's the last in the trilogy. You know, we ought to give him something. You know. Um. And Johnny Greenwood for uh, yes, Paul yeah, Thomas yeah. Anderson for best director, and wow. yes, please God let Anderson walk away with uh, Anderson, uh, Johnny Greenwood. <laughs> sorry, walk away with uh, best score because he uh, deserved it for There Will Be Blood and wasn't even nominated, which is a joke. Um, but uh, I I'm gonna have to disagree with you there, Kev. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't, I don't think Daniel Day Lewis has a prayer. Um, Who's he up against? He's up against. Timothy Chalamet from Call Me By Your Name, who also doesn't have a prayer. He's up against Daniel Kaluuya from Get Out, who hmm. is like a dark horse, if you ask me. He might win. Daniel uh, Denzel Washington for Roman J. Israel Esquire, who also, it's a joke. Uh, and the the obvious winner here is going to be Gary Oldman for Darkest Hour. Uh, uh, they love they really? love this guy because he put makeup on and, and played Churchill. So <laughs> That's just so cringy, dude. I like know. the trailer, well, yeah. every time I saw it, I was yeah. just like, no, just ugh, just get somebody who like kind of looks like him. The makeup is just, it's too much for it's me. It's brutal. And his like accent, the way he like puts on that yeah. Winston Churchill, you know, I'm dun, 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 dun. it's just, I can't, I don't know. We yeah, were it makes me just dun, like dun, really dun. just shrink <laughs> in my seat. I'm just like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he's, uh, and, the, and it's nominated for Best Picture, which is also just more proof that the Oscars are a total shit show. Yeah, it's like, uh, like all you, all you got to do is, you know, have some like heightened World War II drama and mm-hmm. like. Oh, it's the best film since Schindler's yeah. List. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, like a friend of mine was asking me if I was going to go see it. And I was like, no, because there are like a billion people have played Churchill. Like what's like, honestly, what's going to make Gary Oldman <laughs> that much better <laughs> than <He> is Churchill? <laughs> <laughs> now, they need to put I World guess. War II in the closet for like 100 years. Yeah, World War II yeah. is done. I'm sorry. It, it, Where are all the World it, War One dramas? Yeah. I mean, seriously, how many? Well, name 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 three great World War One films, and they could ride the hundred year, yeah, like, hundred year um, anniversary. Exactly. You know, it's almost over. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, like uh, All Quiet on the Western Front. I uh, liked that when I was younger. I haven't seen that. In yeah, years uh, I mean, it's literally like over after that. Like, literally, yeah, yeah. that's pretty much. <laughs> I mean, I can name a couple of other films that deal with that, but they're not masterpieces or anything. I, I mean, never saw right. Paths of Glory. Paths of Glory is great. Paths of Glory is really good. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, I mean, the other, like, um, I mean, a very long engagement. 
which that, is which is fine, yeah. but it's not like amazing or anything. Yeah. Uh, a war horse. I mean, <laughs> like these are you know. I mean, this is yeah. What we have to, I mean, for World War One, we have a, a, mil, a myriad of World War Two films. I mean, you can. I think it's time we went back to Nam. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, it's there, been a while. Uh, like, how long has it been since '06? Rescue Dawn? No, since uh, we were soldiers would have been. I think oh, we no, were, that was that was '02. Yeah, Rescue Dawn would have been after yeah. that. Right? Yeah. 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 You're right. But yeah, or like if you're gonna do World War II, like put it somewhere else besides Europe or Japan. Hmm. You know, like where else would it be? Like Africa, North Africa. Yeah, yeah North yeah, that, Africa, that uh, Stalingrad. But I mean, they they probably won't make any movies about how Russians that suffered. Would be pretty I mean, even even like Enemy at the Gates is about the Russians defeating the Nazis, and it's horrible. So like, I, you know, yeah, it's like what are well, you gonna do? Yeah, you know? it's it's horrible and it's ridiculous. And that was like what ninety eight nine? I think it was like nine, early two thousands. I was either t- yeah, maybe it was two thousand. I don't know, but uh, yeah. it's it's garbage. And I mean, it's just amazing to me that you don't really have the big. Pre- there's no really there are no big prestige war films anymore. I mean, like yeah. that, are, that are especially yeah. ones that deal with warfare more than like I mean, Darkest Hour obviously is about politics behind the warfare. Yeah, yeah. You don't have something like Saving Private Ryan anymore, or Thin Red Line, or you know. Uh, platoon, even like you just don't. They don't deal with. They don't make war films anymore. I think yeah, Dunkirk I mean, the closest, was like, yeah. The closest was yeah, Dunkirk. Dunkirk sure. was a yeah. good end note for a World War Two for me. Yeah, we're good. Even Dunkirk, though, you know, it's a, it's about a specific incident, and it's not. Uh, it's not really about. It's about the war, but it's not about fighting necessarily. It's about just like these guys trying to survive. This yeah, situation. yeah. Like, Dunkirk was like more the, of a disaster like, film, really. The, yeah, Cause, yeah. Because yeah. it was like the early, earliest days of World War Two. Like the re, like yeah. America hadn't even gotten involved, right. and like I think it was even before the Blitzkrieg. Mm. So yeah. Uh, other nominees: uh, Best Picture, Call Me by Your Name, Dunkirk, Get Out, Lady Bird. I mean. For best picture, I mean, yeah. come on, Phantom Thread, The Post, which is just obligatory, uh, Shape of Water, and three billboards. And now for me, I mean, billboards has this in the bag. Really? Yeah, it's going to win. Like, there's nothing else in here that even comes close, in my opinion. And the only again, Dark Horse, Get Out, maybe, but I can't see Get Out winning best picture. I really like the. I mean, it's cool that it got nominated for everything like personally i don't like uh daniel kaluuya i think he did a good job but i wouldn't say he's best act like the best right performance of the year i agree but, i don't um, think he is either but i but i do think that just like the politics of the situation go a long way towards dictating who wins i don't think it has anything yeah, to do yeah. with who the, mm. who the actual best actor is you know? yeah well all, well i mean you know and politics in a different way with the fact that, like, you know, Get Out wasn't like, uh, you know, Moonlight or Hidden Figures where it was like a obvious issue movie. Right. Like, yes, it addressed a lot of issues, but it was still more, of, you know, more of a suspense thriller yeah. than, you know racism is bad it's not it's not serious enough for the oscars i feel like yeah i feel yeah. like they're just like it has to be a serious movie to win like i don't know like i, I get yeah. that feeling i don't know if that's mm, yeah right or or, or it has to <laughs> or like you know it has to be like seriously funny or there hasn't been a know. comedic film that won since annie hall so i mean you're looking uh, at well, uh, as good as it gets late 70s but that was oh, that's, that's true as good as it gets one i guess I yeah think but there's that. like that's uh, more of a wow yeah it's a romantic comedy yeah i mean but the, but also there's like some heavy fucking drama in that movie too. Right. So yeah, yeah. I guess I mean I I wouldn't think of uh, I mean yeah I guess Annie Hall's more of a broad comedy. It's not that broad, yeah. but it is. I mean, it does have some broad moments more so. They said than 
than that than uh, as good as it gets. But um, anyway, lead actress Sally Hawkins for Shape of Water. McDormand again a lock for three billboards. Like she will win this Oscar. There's nothing you yeah. can do about it. Uh, I saw not that you want to necessarily, but you know it's just like <laughs> yeah, she's gonna win. What are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah, because I, I saw a blurb in like Variety comparing her to like Jimmy Stewart and Tom Hanks and like you know some, how so what like some <laughs> like and something about like an established presence, screen presence or some some. Hmm. Something, some bullshit. You know. I mean, I <laughs> she's could, in a movie like every ten years. Yeah, yeah. She's not really talking much. about here. I, right. I like her, and I think yeah, yeah. she's good. And usually, she's good in whatever she's in. But I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't. Under, I don't quite understand the. Uh, yeah, like I saw like, like specifically James like Stewart. James Stewart. I'm like, what? <laughs> That's like, really random. Like, is she going to be in a Harvey and remake to or something? To Tom Hanks is just a joke. I don't know. I mean, yeah, Tom yeah. Hanks Tom Hanks is, is Tom Hanks. Hanks. He's on another level. He's Tom, like, yeah, yeah. I mean. Um, uh, animated film. I don't think any of us saw any of these. Uh, unless, do you see Loving Vincent? No, I didn't. Okay, um, well, it's nominated. I might check it out. It's on iTunes. And, yeah, um, I hope that one wins, you know, just to acknowledge. Just to beat out Boss work. Baby, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Are you serious? Well, also, yeah. and, like, Ferdinand was, Wait, was nominated. <laughs> yeah, Ferdinand yeah. and Coco. Like, all the, the, the most generic trash for kids. Was yeah, like, apparently, like, no, like, legitimate, you know... Animation animated movies came out this There's year, some movie except called, for like Loving Vincent. Some movie called The Breadwinner, which I'm assuming is. I seems. Do they like include like anime in that? No, no, they usually don't. They usually don't. I mean, so, like, um, there's like always like Japanese if, anime movies. It is weird that they don't out, include like, anime because well, it's usually it was, like a French um, film and then like a bunch of American films. Yeah, or if it was a Miyazaki movie, then, yeah, they do then Miyazaki. Yeah, there, there's yeah. this anime called Your Name. I don't know if you've heard of this, but it's mm. I, I see it on like uh, the PlayStation Network. Oh. Like all the time, like advertising it. And apparently, it came out like in Japan in theaters and stuff. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. It might not be eligible. Maybe because it has yeah. to play in America in theaters oh, during does a it? specific okay. window okay. of time. Okay, okay. right. Okay. okay. Um, adapted yeah. screenplay. So this is where uh, the disaster artist got nominated. Didn't mm. didn't get much, but it got adapted screenplay. Um, Call me by your name, which it was written by James Ivory, which I didn't realize. You know, who James Ivory is that name sounds familiar. He wrote. Um, he did all the Merchant Ivory films in the late oh, 80s yeah. and the 90, in the early 90s. Oh, like okay. the Anthony Hopkins. Uh, right, right. I'm trying to remember the name. Howard's Inn. Howard, Howard's Inn, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <clears throat> but um, he got nominated. Uh, Logan nominated for Adapted Screenplay. Wow. <laughs> Can you believe this? <laughs> it's insane. Uh, like, we were talking about how, you know, like, 2017, like, yeah, it had a lot of, like, really great moments, mm-hmm. but there was a lot of shit, too. Yeah. And now we're seeing it kind of reflected here. It's Absolutely. Like, yeah, because, I mean, Logan? Oh, yeah, it's just a joke. And then yeah. uh, I guess the, the, the last kind of big one that we should talk about is uh, cinematography, which mm. is uh, The Shape of Water, Mudbound, uh, Dunkirk, which was uh, done by Hoyt Van Hoytema, who's Nolan's new guy, <laughs> uh, Darkest Hour, not, the reason I'm not saying these names of these people is because I don't know who they are. And then Blade Runner 2049, Roger Deakins, who obviously is due, and he will probably win this this year. Yeah, it seems like he's up against nothing, really. Right. I mean, exactly. Dunkirk. I mean, Dunkirk, Dunkirk was Dunkirk. fantastic. Dunkirk yeah, it did look really and good. And possibly Shape of Water, but I don't see anybody else really coming close. I mean, yeah. yeah. Although I would not, you know, I mean, granted, he probably you know, deserves it, whatever, but. That's all it is. Yeah. It's just that he's due. Yeah, like. 
Because people have been talking about how he shot, you know, he did uh, this movie and that movie. Like, he did No Country for Old Men, and he did yeah. Sicario, and he hasn't won, and it's ridiculous, you know. It's like... Yeah, like, mm. is he is he the Leo DiCaprio of cinematographers? Or, or Scorsese of... <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, they give it to him for or a Paul weaker Thomas. film. Yeah. yeah. Well, they haven't given him an Oscar yet. They need to. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Like, Jesus. So, uh, yeah, that's the Oscar nominees. And, um... Hopefully we'll get – I really would like to get, like, a pool going on the website, but I haven't found a decent uh, site to do it yet to mm. host it, so it's difficult. Um, just real quick before we get into what we watched, just wanted to talk about the trailers, mainly those that we saw before Hostels. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> first of all, the new Clint Eastwood film, the 1517 to oh, Paris. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Uh, about the true life situation of the terrorist attack. The guy shot people on a train and then was tackled by American Marines. Yeah. Or I don't know if they're Marines or some in the Army, maybe. Yeah. Uh, there's a part in this trailer. And I, I, I've seen this trailer like 40 times now because every movie you see, it's it's on it. Yeah. And there's a scene in the trailer. It's like, you know, it's cut together really fast at one point. Like it's a montage. And at one point there's like a, a bed and there's guns all over the bed and somebody throws a pistol on the bed. And I don't know if you notice this, they're airsoft guns. Really? Like they have orange tips. So like, I don't like, I'm assuming that this, oh, yeah. this is like, cause, it's, cause in, in the trailer they show them playing as kids, like shooting at each other. And I'm assuming like, oh, they played with airsoft guns, but in the trailer it's cut together in such a way that you're supposed to think like, oh my God, there's a bunch of guns on this bag. You know what I mean? It's like, I mean, did they hide, did they try to hijack with fake guns? No, no, no. It's a real gun. They're, okay. I read, I read the Wikipedia page about the actual okay, They were real guns. Yeah. Okay. People got right. shot. It was, it wasn't, like, well, I, don't think anybody, I don't think anybody absurd. died, but somebody got, <laughs> somebody got shot in the neck. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was well, ridiculous. Wasn't that also during like that kind of like training montage like they show him show him doing the jumping jacks outside of the base exactly and like, that's what i mean yeah it's yeah, cut together in such a way that you would think oh those are real guns but yeah one of them has an orange tip on it yeah <laughs> like, yeah it's uh, so really goofy fuck? yeah but um i don't know looks absolutely ridiculous but he needs yeah. to stop yeah. he, he, he has yeah. to stop making movies <laughs> or or if he's gonna keep making movies like you know go back you know go all the way back like go back to uh play misty for me Stop doing these heightened, you know, realist realism dramas, and you know, I just don't understand where his right wing. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, like all of getting his, like Charlton Heston vibes. That's exactly like, what it's yeah, really yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> all of his decisions seem based in his conservative belief yeah. system, and it's just yeah. like even down to the fact that he casts the real people because the real people are like clearly. I mean, I'm, okay, I'm just inferring here based on the trailer, <laughs> but they're obviously uber Christian people. And the bald guy says, for instance, at the beginning, the guy's like showing him the tiny soda. And he's like, look at the tiny soda, Spencer. And the guy says, shut the heck up. Like, shut the heck up. This guy can't say hell. <laughs> yeah. Because it's a sin and an abomination to the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, that's oh, ridiculous. Man. I'm, but not, also, I'm like, out already. That's, that scene where they're like standing on the balcony oh, somewhere yeah. and like, you ever think you're being pushed toward a greater purpose? Like, give me a. <laughs> Oh my! You God. never said that even, ever in your life. Even if he did, it shouldn't be in a movie. Like, no, it's just like no. Even if you, if you use cliches in real life, it doesn't make them appropriate for fiction. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Like, unless the next scene is like, the hell are you talking about, right. man? Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way. Um, I'm and I just a little trailer fatigue for Annihilation at this point. Yeah, I haven't liked yeah. any Holy of the trailers, shit, and I'm just seeing it so much. It's just gross at this point. And yeah, like, I was hyped as, as fuck for this. 
now I'm not. I'm so I I am totally agree. Yeah, I'm like, so sick of seeing this shit. I uh, me too. Well, like the first I remember like the first trailers like they didn't make it seem nearly as much of a monster movie. Right. Yeah, it was but like, like now, it was pretty mysterious. It was like 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 I said yeah. before, like it had some stalker vibes to it. And I was like, yeah. this could be good. Like this could be. But now it's just like I feel like I've seen the movie. Yeah, it's like about yeah. an alligator human who eats women. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I seriously feel like I've already seen the movie. I've seen the trailer so many times, and there's so much shown. I'm like, Ugh, I don't yeah, know. Just, and, it's been termed the shimmer. <laughs> they got to change the shimmer. That makes me want to kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like uh, you know, like <laughs> and Natalie Portman. Uh, Natalie Portman. The when she also, shoots the gun at the end and she's like screaming, I, it's it's so cringe. I just I'd like oh, to, I, that's got to be the first time she's ever held a gun, like in <laughs> at least twenty years since the professional. Yes, well, like a, yeah, like a a real gun, and right. unless, unless you count a blaster, <laughs> <laughs> it's brutal. It is. But finally, uh, the last trailer that we saw before Hostels began. Was uh, the new Rob Cohen film Hurricane Heist? <sighs> it looks so Kevin, you want to <laughs> take away on this Hurricane one? Heist? So what were they robbing? Like the Federal Reserve? Something no, that's, like that. No, that was that was Den of Thieves. Right? That's Den of Thieves. They're like, robbing. They're just robbing some place in. I guess it's in like Louisiana or something. Yeah, somewhere along the Gulf Coast during where, a hurricane. Yeah, during a hurricane. It's during like, the strongest hurricane in history. Yeah, like they show. This they sounds sh- familiar. It looks it looks like they show the hurricane and it looks like a wall of like black clouds. It's like a sandstorm, like but, a, uh, yeah. but a hurricane. <laughs> yeah, and during the trailer, here I am, Dan rock you like a Just hurricane. No shame. It looks no shame, and it looks like it was shot for Sci Fi Channel. Like it looks genuinely television. I wonder if awful. it was. It might. It may have been. Like they made a it shit ton no of money one. from all those Sharknado movies. Right, so like, right. I mean, like the only guy I recognized was uh, to- f- Toby Kevill. Is it self aware? Uh, I don't know. Say again. <laughs> I would hope. Is it self aware? Uh, I like- think it's a little self. Like it knows it's a ridiculous action movie. Yeah. But even still, like yeah, that's yeah, not. That's, yeah. It's unforgivable. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I recognize. Well, there's the guy from True Blood is in it. <clears throat> Um, yeah, yeah. One of the, the actors from True Blood is in it. Yeah, but and, I mean, um, he's like one of the nobody guys, uh, and it's it just looks heinous and uh, yeah. <laughs> really, really gross. So yeah. Well, there was al- yeah. There was also uh, Seven Days in Entebbe. Oh right, right, right. Which like that wasn't one of the ones that stuck with me. But yeah, yeah. I actually really like. I've seen that trailer a lot too. I'm getting kind of fatigued on that one too. But I do yeah. like. There's one line that Daniel Bruhl has where the guy's like. <laughs> What do you want to do? And he's like, I want to throw grenades into the minds of the masses or something like that. Yeah. And it's like, that's such a good line. Yeah. But, but then it's like ruined because the guy says, And what if you have to throw a real bomb, my friend? And it's like, Yeah, I'm not into that. Yeah, I know. It's like, just I, shut I'm up. I'm like, good. Let yeah, it be ideolo- yeah. ideological. It's cooler. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like more yeah. interesting. And like, uh, what was the other movie that I saw her in recently? Uh, well, Hostiles. Hosti- yeah, yeah. 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 We'll, we'll that's talk- why they were showing that trailer. Yeah. We'll t- yeah. I mm. mean, we'll, t- we'll talk more about that later with uh, Hostiles, but like, you know, anyone who challenges me will be shot. Oh yeah, like, she's she's. You brutal. are doing the worst German accent ever. <laughs> she's trying so hard too. It's just yeah. embarrassing. And and we'll get to her trying way too hard. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, so, anyways, let's talk about what we watch. Speaking of, and uh, Jonathan, you want to go first? Yeah, sure. Uh, oh shit! <laughs> Not the mic. Watched Highlander. Okay, I I rewatched <laughs> this as well. Did you really? 
I were, we watched it yesterday when I was sick in preparation to defend its honor. Um, I feel like I, get, I felt like I gave it a little low, a little low. Yeah, you went way okay. low, uh, a little too low. He went two on this. Yeah, right. I, I'm feeling like a two and a half, two point seven five maybe. Uh, it's just, it's just cheesy as fuck though. It is so fucking cheesy, dude. It's like, <laughs> I like your place, Brenda. <laughs> That's my favorite line when he pulls the gun. I like your place, Brenda. <laughs> He, he's like he's got like a Tommy Wiseau like does, thing going, does. and I'm just yeah. like I'm like I know he's like they kind of play it off like okay he, he's he's he, from everywhere yeah he's from everywhere so he's yeah. lots like, of different yeah. places <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's so cringe dude it's so bad and uh, apparently he didn't speak English before he, when he got the role he didn't speak English and he had to learn English are for you serious the that's what they said on IMDb wow that's actually pretty impressive I don't know how true it is because honestly I don't think his I don't think his accent's terrible obviously he doesn't sound Scottish at all. But, like, I don't think his French accent comes out very much at all. Hmm. Yeah. I think it's pretty... Im- but I, I pretty did good. like how they played it off. They were like, yeah, he's from everywhere, so yeah. it's like, it's it's all right. But, uh, yeah, it's like... <laughs> the, uh, the whole the thing with uh, Sean Connery in the boat. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not Spanish, I'm Egyptian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you said you're from Spain! You're a liar! <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, what parts... Let me ask you this. I, I'll agree with you that there are cheesy parts. What's the most cheesy? What's the part that pushed it over the edge into the negatives for you? Um, oh, there's so many. <laughs> just, just give me a, give me a couple. <laughs> really, it just it begins cheese. Like the Queen song is like so cheesy to me. It's just I'm sorry. It's but it's like, epic. It's like it's. I actually really really like it's that so opening song. Un- self-aware like it's just so cheesy. and here we are <laughs> with a princess of the universe princess of Damn. the universe so i don't know awesome. anyway i mean it's and not you got like brian may screaming in the back yeah yeah, it's just, yeah. It's yeah. so good that's so uh, good yeah i don't know it's and like so honestly some of the the most of the sword fighting is just really like kind of lazy like mm. it's not really like good looking it's, it's really well, this like this is a canon film, so like I, I so it has a it has a low budget, and I agree that like the yeah. sword fighting is probably the weakest part of the film because mm. it's if it's very slow, yeah, it's and very it's slow. Like, but a lot of times it's the actors doing it, so like I kind of forgive it for that because yeah. it's like I mean, what are you going to do, like Christopher Lambert, like throwing his sword at at Clancy Brown? You know what I mean? Like they have to they have to slow down a little bit so they don't kill each other. Yeah, but. no, no, no. Yeah, uh, and. I, <laughs> This made me crack up. Whenever he's fighting the first dude uh, in the uh, garage or whatever. Yeah. yeah. The backflips? Like yeah. <laughs> I laughed for like five minutes. It is insane. Okay. It is insane. Like, who thought of this? Uh, the, the cutting is really bizarre because it'll show him just like looking around and all of a sudden it's like cuts to him backflipping really it's quickly. Just like, it's so ridiculous. But, uh, but I really dig the whole – I like that. I like the whole opening scene. I like that he's like at this sporting event to meet this guy to duel him. Yeah. And then they duel yeah. in the parking garage. No, no. I, a cool idea. I, I just think it's a little – I mean I know you hate, hate it, but I, I feel like it's a little dated. Like it's not like – Because of wrestling? No, just very – it's very like 80s like and very like – how so? Maybe like a maybe like a little John Carpenter, like a like going a little bit above their like budget, you know, like mm-hmm. they're trying to like. Sure. I don't know, mm. but uh, I mean, I, I do like it. Like, it's not bad. And like I said, I I'd actually a two get is a low two point seven five. That was a little brutal. Okay. But uh, <laughs> two is I don't like it. Right. I mean, that's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I like the story. I mean, like the story is pretty. I think the con- the, con- the concept of of the the 
whatever they are. I used to just call them Highlanders, but that's not what they are. I guess. Yeah, but the, the, the immortals. People, yeah, the immortals is genius. Yeah, no, it's really like, good. It's and amazing. I, I, I honestly like really give this movie credit for like showing like it keeps going back in time and like yeah. and, the, and the transitions they do. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, like he shows like his when aquarium. He, oh, and then, that's then it, like, amazing! That's like I'm that's like, what amazing. The fuck? This is amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the one shot after he gets stabbed on the battlefield and it becomes his eye. Yeah, which looks kind of brutal because of the compositing, yeah. but it like it's still it, a good it, idea. It goes to like VHS quality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like really bad. Because <laughs> when it happened, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so I'm watching a Blu-ray here. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The story rules. I mean, like it's like it goes back to like Scotland and stuff. That was really mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, and uh, Sean Connery is. Ridiculous. He's pretty goofy, but, uh, but I mean, I think know. that's the point. Yeah, I, I think my, he's having fun with. Yeah, it. yeah, I, yeah I don't think it's to be taken. He got paid a million dollars for a week's worth of work, so yeah, I'm sure he's yeah. just like yeah. having a blast. And he's probably. I read that he was drunk a lot of the time. <clears throat> but I, I, I just feel like the movie could have been done a little bit better. Like that's that's my problem. Like like I said, the sword fighting was like pretty cheese, and I don't know. You know, there's like scenes that like really just don't. I don't like like the uh, the super villain. Like he's just. He's just ridiculous. Kurgan, yeah, he's Clancy Brown. He's, he's great. Like in the like in in the present time, he is just so over the top. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I get it. You're like a bad guy. Never like, speak to me yeah. again. Yeah, it's like so. And I, I honestly, I love my favorite part of the movie. The church scene. Uh, no, <laughs> no. Hands down, my favorite part of the movie is whenever he's uh, the sex scene. No, he's do he's a uh, is it Kurgan? Kurgan, Kurgan yeah, yeah Victor Kurgan, Kruger. He, yeah, yeah. He's dueling the uh, the other immortal guy in the in the alleyway. Oh, the vigilante and, yeah. and the Vietnam uh, veteran like sees it. He's like, "What the fuck?" And he like gets his gun. This is for real, man. <laughs> yeah, he fucking unloads. The on squids him. are awesome. The squids on like on when he shoots him. Yeah. The squid work. Is oh, it amazing. looks great. Yeah, and he uh, like impales him and picks <laughs> him up. I was like, that was the shit. And yeah. he lives. Yeah, he lives to tell about it, and I think he's insane. But uh, I really yeah. like the church scene. I like when they they meet because it's on. Whole, I like the idea that they had, they meet it on holy yeah, ground yeah, and yeah. they won't violate the uh, yeah. the tradition. But I also I will say the biggest problem I had with it this time. I haven't watched this movie in probably five or six years, and the hugest problem I had with it this time was because uh, honestly, for the first until probably uh, Sean Connery showed up. I was going four and a half on this thing. Like I was like, "This is great." I don't know what Jonathan's thinking about. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, re- I'm gonna ream him. <laughs> but, but Sean, but uh, Sean Connery when he shows up, it makes no sense. Like yeah. they're having sex, and he rides over them and says, "Hello, I am Ramirez." It blah, blah. was and incredibly. Like, where did this guy come from? Yeah. Why is he? Here? He never explains why he came. Like I looked away <laughs> for a second to like. Like one of my cats was like doing something. I was like, ah. and I look back and he's like, almost, I'm like, what, what the fuck? Right. And I, I had to rewind. I was like, okay, I didn't miss anything. This is fucking like, random yeah. as shit. It's totally <laughs> random. It makes no sense why he would be there or yeah. like why he sought out Connor McLeod. And Connor doesn't ever ask him why he's there. He's just like, who are you? And then they're like, I am this and this is what you are. And we should train because Kurgan is coming. And it's like, what? Why are yeah. you helping this guy? It makes no sense why he would be helping this guy. Again, like I just feel like it, it could have been done better, and like this is probably like blasphemy, but like I this would rule if this was remade by someone like really great. Like I it agree. would be fucking amazing. I think it's I think it's really really uh, ripe for a, exactly for a re- like, like yeah, I said. Yeah, I feel like it's yeah. a little dated, like it's a little too like eighties and like, but like if you made it a little bit more timeless and like, a reboot, make, yeah, reboot it, yeah, and make yeah. it a little bit more like timeless, and like show more of his like. Because they only show like him in Scotland and then World War Two real quick. They show him in seventeen uh, eighty. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was pretty funny. Uh, America, yeah, uh, when he's like drunk, yeah. dueling the guy, yeah, and the guy the, keeps stabbing him and he's falling over. <laughs> yeah, uh, that he was keeps actually getting pretty, back up. Like, that was pretty good. But 
I don't know. Like it, 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 it could be great. I also had trouble with the character motivations of uh, both him in the present day and the detective lady or the forensic lady. Yeah. Like the fact that she follows, she goes to the place to get the stuff, to get the uh, sample out of the, the knife thing where he slammed his sword into the thing, which is also cool when he shuts his head off and hits the, and he slams his sword into the thing. That's so awesome. The pillar. Anyways, yeah. she gets the sample. <laughs> then he follows her to the bar and like, you go to Madison square garden much. Yeah. And it's like, what purpose do you have to be talking to this woman? <laughs> like, why would you do this? Like, you know, she's a police officer, you know, she's there. Like, why are you get on a plane and get out of the country? Not even that, but it's just like, <laughs> like you got away without her noticing you were there. Just yeah. go. Like, why would you follow her? It makes no sense. And the, the idea that they get together, that, 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 that yeah, they ask me, each other on dates and for stuff. For me, like, that was like happening? the worst. Like that was so again, I'm sorry. Dated like it was. It just like felt like like late eighties, early nineties movies. Like you have to have like yeah, the, 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 sex yeah. scene, the sex scene, the love scene. The sex scene was brutal. And I'm just like, dude, yeah. like this is so unnecessary. Yeah, the like, sex scene is brutal. And I, that's that's when it really dropped for me. I was like, this yeah. this is in, this is insane. And it's just like mm-hmm. it's clear like oh, this is a canon film, and they have, they have like a quota to meet the we have to have this many deaths and this many yeah. titties on screen. And, <laughs> you know, so it's like. But yeah, but I mean, I I still like it a lot, and uh, I definitely think like the third act is weaker than the first two but uh mm. and the first act is near flawless for me i think it's all and, yeah. and i think that russell mulcahy is underrated as a director i think uh <laughs> this is great done? and uh, uh he did a film called ricochet with denzel washington and john lithgow have you seen this no okay this might be coming up at, at some point okay. in the show because okay. ricochet is really really amazing to cool, me and cool. i love it i love it so okay. um i think that i mean just like just like what you were talking about the transitions and stuff and just some of the camera movements and things like these like swinging around the room camera movements i mean i'll, I'll give it I, I will hands down give it like yeah there's like they're trying to like artsy it up a little they're bit they're elevating yeah. the material as because much it's as like yeah i mean like you don't really get that in like 80s action movies you know they're really trying to i don't think that they have as much yeah. respect for like I think that they're treating it like it's a B movie kind of, mm. whereas you think so? I think well, I'm not not necessarily him as the director, but like just like the way it's promoted and the way you you know you might see things about mm. it, mm. it feels like it's like like the first Terminator, you know, like it, when, it, like yeah. when the first Terminator came out, like it looks like trashy B movie, and it kind of does look like that. But it's like obviously it's elevated by the fact that you know who James Cameron is and what he continues to do with that story mm-hmm. is more mm. brilliant. Yeah. And Highlander doesn't have that benefit because it goes into the shit direction immediately with the, the sequel, um, where they change it into a science fiction film. TV show. Yeah, which is yeah, and the, the, TV the TV show, show <laughs> which I remember very well. Me too. Uh, like <laughs> Duncan McLeod. <laughs> Duncan McLeod. I remember. McLeod. I love the. Uh, I remember liking a lot the final film. Which I don't remember what it was called, but Duncan McCloud is in it, and it's like Duncan oh, and Connor shit. together. Oh right! And they have to fight the main villain who's huh. killed like six hundred people. He's got six hundred heads. Damn, damn. But I, you know, I was like twelve when I saw it, so I'm sure it's a piece of shit. Too. Again, yeah, though, yeah, th- yeah. this shit needs to be remade. Yeah. I, I don't, th- this could be so fucking. Good. I agree. Like, yeah, yeah. Just like good choreogra- choreographed fight scenes and stuff. Yeah. Oh my god. The only problem is that they remade it now; it'd be like a yeah. CG nightmare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so. yeah. But you know, we'll see. Uh, and also, I don't think – I think they'd try to do PG-13 on it also. Think so. Yeah. Even yeah. though you have to behead people too. <laughs> they need to get the guy who did Dread on this. Oh, Pete Travis? Yeah. Pete yeah, Travis, yeah. get on this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And have Alex Garland write it. Yeah. 
<laughs> Dude, that would be epic. Uh, I'm into it. I'm 100% into it. I, yeah. gave, I gave Highlander a three and a half, cool. ultimately. I guess I'll have to watch it again because it's been a long time it is, since I've I mean, seen it. It is enjoyable to watch. I will mm-hmm. give it that. Yeah, yeah. Cheesy, cheesy or not. Yeah, I'd, say it's, I'd yeah. say it's a mite long, too. I mean, it's a little long. Like, it is It's a almost long, two yeah. hours long, and it's, um, I mean, you know, it could probably. It could be like an hour 20. Yeah, and you, be could like shave really, it. you could shave it down quite a bit. Uh, you could eliminate all the romantic stuff for me. Uh, it would lose nothing. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It would go up like half a star for yeah, me. Yeah, Easily, <laughs> yeah. Easily, like instantly. Yeah. 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 Kevin? Uh, rewatched Raising Arizona. Mm. Um, this is a good, this is a good movie. Um, I think it's, it's, it's funny. Like the Coen brothers have like their like serious kind of dramas where they do, where, you know, like everything is kind of pitch perfect. And then they have their kind of goofy comedies Mm -hmm. where it's like, yeah, it's entertaining, but it's not like amazing. Um, I like them serious. Yeah. I like them. uh, Okay. Now I agree. Not to get off topic here, I like them serious too, and I think like No Country is one of their better films mm. and or one of their best films. And for me, Lewin Davis is top notch, and I don't think that it's broadly comedic at all. Yeah, I feel like <clears throat> that's very serious. I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah, but compared to other, but I think even their even their whimsical films like Hudsucker Proxy, for instance, yeah, has yeah. a lot of like super deep philosophical stuff mm. going on in it, uh, and it's and all their movies are definitely uh, eccentric. And yeah. I never, I've never seen Raising Arizona. It's the, one of the two films by them I haven't seen. Hmm. Ah. But um, I, I, I'm a big I'm a big fan and apologist for Lady Killers. I think it's I think it's quite funny and well made. Uh, it's not, on the other hand, uh, deep at all. It's just a goofy comedy. But yeah, yeah. Hmm. but uh, yeah, and like you can tell that like I don't know, like Blood Simple like is. I, I'll need to watch it again, but I remember it being like very unique and like. This is, this is the Coen Brothers. Like they had a very like specific look, like with uh, Blood Simple and with uh, Miller's Crossing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know this very kind of like dark, dramatic kind of thing. Um, but th- this one was kind of you know kind of run of the mill eighties comedy. But um, you know it was still entertaining. I haven't seen it in a while. Do you get like their style at all? A little bit from like the eccentricity of the mm. characters and John Goodman screaming. <laughs> like, I legit, you know, consider that part of the Coen Brothers like sure. film. You know, yeah, like oeuvre. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Because uh, like every every movie that they have John Goodman in, he screams a lot. <laughs> like uh, Barton Fink. It's like a good five minutes of. He's good at it. Yeah. Also, uh, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? He screams in that He's one. Got the yeah, yeah. For it. yeah. <laughs> Probably my favorite scene in Barton Fink. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> John Turturro goes into the this bathroom, and he hears this guy up chucking, like just losing a lung, like you know, more stuff's coming out than he could have ever put in. And Martin from Frasier walks out of the bathroom <laughs> stall. And like he realizes that like that's his screenwriting idol in in there puking his guts out, and you know they exchange like a couple of pleasantries. Now, if you'll excuse me, son, I've got drinking to do. Holds up and he holds up a flask and walks out. Jesus, <laughs> I haven't seen that in a long, long time. Yeah, what would you give uh, Raising Arizona? Three. Okay, uh, I watched uh, Titicut Follies, which is the first film from Frederick Wiseman. 
acclaimed documentarian. Um, and it is, uh, one of the better documentaries I've ever seen. It's, uh, incredibly disturbing. It's about a, um, from the sixties, huh? Yeah. It's 64, I think. Okay. Maybe later than that, maybe 66. I don't know. It's uh, about a, um, mental health hospital. I guess it's a place for the, like the criminally insane, but they don't really, they don't talk much about their crimes Hmm. really. But, uh, it's just, it's very much fly on the wall. Like, just it, things happening at this place, uh, the, how the guards treat the inmates, how the inmates feel about various things. And uh, there are a lot of like really, really disturbed people uh, just, you know, losing it, like freaking out yeah, constantly. And uh, they're made to uh, get naked in front of each other. And like uh, there's a scene where this guy is refusing to eat. So they have to put a tube down his nose into his stomach and feed him. And it's like this extended sequence and the doctor is doing it is like smoking a cigarette the whole time. Everybody's smoking. Like it's really bizarre. Like all the staff are smoking constantly, which is, you know, it's just, you take for granted. Like that's just uh, like, I hate to even like mention it because it's such like a throwaway thing. Now like Mad Men has brought this to light and everything, you know, you you know, everybody smoked back then, but it's like would to see a realistic, like actual, like a thing that actually happened and, well, that guy's a doctor who's working with a patient and he's fucking smoking while he's doing it. It's like, no, he's like using his bare hands. He's like grabbing Vaseline out with his bare hands and like putting it on the tube and like putting it down the guy's nose. It's so extreme. And, um, Damn, and then he's rough. pouring the Jesus. stuff in the funnel. It's so fucked up. And then they, they're intercutting that. It's really disturbing because they're intercutting that with footage of that same guy dead and them embalming him. What the fuck? Yeah, so like he dies later on, and then they embalm it, and they like cut between it. Mm, it's yeah. really fucked. And you said this was this made in the sixties? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was it was real controversial. I was gonna <laughs> I say imagine. like how how would this get past any censor board? Yeah, it uh, apparently it was made in Massachusetts, and uh, the state wanted to bury it, but not because it was like bad to look at or like obscene or anything. They wanted to bury it because it made their institution look yeah, bad because. Yeah. In the in the thing, you can see some of the guards like they're messing with one guy. It reminded me actually of um, our friend Lauren, who used to mess with the mentally challenged kid, and he used to ask him what color Sprite was. Jesus, it was like that because this guy was like freaking out, and they kept like every time he would like they'd ask him a question, and he'd say he'd he'd say the answer, and they'd be like, "What? What'd you say? What'd you say?" Uh. And then and he'd just start screaming and freaking out, and he'd get really really frustrated, and it was just like like really fucked up. Yeah, it was fucked. It was totally, and they were in like everybody's in cells with like no nothing in the cell. There's no bed. There's nothing in there, and they're naked in there, and just like screaming their lungs out. It's insane, but it is really. um, That's I don't don't know when this happened. I think it was in the seventies, but uh, Geraldo Rivera, like like his big break was like uh, uncovering some New York mental institution. Mm -hmm. Like he went in with cameras, and it was just like that. It was like fucked, and like the institution closed like soon after, and. Mm. Good. I think that I think that was like one of the big changes in right. mental health or something like that. But so yeah, this is that uh, awful. <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing more Frederick Wiseman. Uh, <clears throat> was this a religious uh, institution? No. Okay. Because mm. like this uh, is like one of the one of my big beefs with uh, the second season of American Horror Story was the fact that they made it so fucking campy mm. and ridiculous. 
when they had like a really good opportunity to show like legitimate horror yeah. on on screen with this exact same kind of material, but instead they chose to make it fucking stupid. Ghosts yeah. and shit. <laughs> yeah, ghosts and ex Nazis. And- I was joking. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, always uh, supernatural. Yeah, right? uh, J- yeah. James Cromwell is a runaway Nazi. Oh. Of course. A mental institution is oh, an far scarier too. than any. Just a regular mental institution. Yeah, just yeah, a regular. You don't have to add scary to that. That's just yeah, scary. Even today would be scarier. Even talking <laughs> yeah. about, and I posted this trailer on the on, the blo- on our blog at um, filmyakpodcast.com, but uh, there's a trailer for Soderbergh's new film, Unsane. Have you guys seen this? No, I've no. seen like the poster for he it. He shot but... it on an iPhone, and it's like, it's uh, it's about a woman who is committed against her will to an institution oh man and she's mm. like paranoid and and it's like blurs a line is she crazy kind of thing it's like a polanski-esque kind of thing it looks pretty good though but that's terrifying i mean that is yeah terrifying. Yeah. I, uh, I, I real quick um i can't remember the name of it the name of it but the the james franco stephen king thing that was on hulu 11 22 yeah yeah, yeah yeah whenever uh I don't, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but uh, whenever he, uh, his JFK buddy. JFK dies. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> his buddy, like, that he uh, befriends or whatever in, oh, the, in yeah. the past. And he, yeah, the janitor. He jumps out of the uh, yeah, window. Yeah, he, he ends up getting him committed. Yeah. To the, oh, dude, yeah. That was so fucking That's depressing. Dark, that was the darkest That's shit ever. Dark shit. Yeah, and he ends up killing himself. That's intense. Oh, man. Anyway. <laughs> there also, there's also uh, the Clint Eastwood film Changeling with Angelina Jolie. Yeah, she yeah. She gets committed against her will. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, like her, her kid a, went missing, and right. like no one would, no one would believe her. They yeah. try to replace the kid with a, a different kid, and she's like, "That's not my kid." And then they're like, yeah. "Oh, you must be crazy," and they put her in an institution. <laughs> yeah, it's fucked. That's like real nightmare shit. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but Titicut Follies is, uh, mm. I mean, if you can bear it, it's fantastic. Um, mm. It's very well done, and um, mm-hmm. you know, I, like I say, I downloaded everything the guys directed, so I'm looking forward to. Watching more because this is apparently like his thing. He's got a his next movie is called High School, and so it's just like life at a high school in the sixties, hmm. which I think is really cool to see. You know? Yeah, just definitely. Like yeah, yeah. Time time travel device almost. Yeah, and he did he done a bunch of other ones. Like he did one called Public Housing, and he did one called Hospital, and so just like different places. So that's all I had was Highlander. Oh Jesus! That oh, the, well, I uh, guess we could talk about the Hostels feature. then. Yeah, Hostels. Hostels directed by uh, Scott Cooper, Jobber. Yeah. Scott Jobber. So two and a half? Yeah. I, I went two and a half. Two and a half. What'd you give this? Two and a half. Okay. Because, yeah. like, the entire time, like, up until, like, toward the end of the movie, I was like, eh, this is a three. I mean, like, it's good, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's you know it's nothing amazing. Mm-hmm. But then the ending came around. I was like, oh, fuck you. What is this about again? It's about a uh, career... Uh, Indian fighter soldier guy played by Christian Bale, who is uh, like a Colonel Custer kind of guy, I guess. Mm. Except, yeah. you know, less, I guess, less stupid. Less custard. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But he, uh, More pudding than custard. Yeah. He, uh, <laughs> he's had run-ins with this Indian chief played by Wes Studi a bunch of times. And Wes Studi has killed lots of his friends. But now West Studi is old and has cancer and he's been in prison for a long time and they're going to let him go back to his homeland in Montana. Hmm. And they want Christian Bale to escort him to make sure nothing happens to him. So they kind of force him into this position of being his caretaker. And you would think, here's where the movie should go. Obviously, Christian Bale has to overcome his feelings of rage towards West Studi Mm -hmm. so that he can work together with West Studi to survive this experience. But... 
doesn't go there at all. He's loves West Studi after like 20 minutes. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. Like, yeah. Like it really, it really is like, you know, no, I'm not going to take him out of their chains. 10 minutes later. Yeah. Take, take him out of their chains. Take their chains off. If they do yeah. anything. Shoot him. And then yeah. it's like five minutes later, he's talking. Like he he speaks their language, so that he's like constantly talking to them. Yeah, and it's not just this chief; it's like his mm-hmm. son and his daughter and his uh, sons, or no, son, son's wife, yeah, son's and wife, their right? daughter, and their daughter, something like that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and his son is played by Adam Beach from uh, Wind Talkers. I don't know if you remember, yeah. the guy oh. from Wind Talkers. Yeah, and he's actually I actually liked him in it. I the scene when they first get attacked and he strangles the guy and he yeah, starts yeah. Scre- he screams like the war cry. He's like ah. It's, it's pretty it's pretty awesome yeah, yeah. and the, uh, some of the action is decent um i was just like I, when they okay so the movie uh I'm, i'll talk about how it starts in a minute because because that's actually really good but um yeah. but the the first time when they first set out like they get attacked obviously immediately by the by a war party yeah and they have to fight them off and i'm thinking this is perfect Everybody's gonna die except Christian Bale and Wes Studi, and they're gonna have to fight together, like like you know, uh, Hell in the Pacific or something. You yeah, know? they're gonna have to fight together against a common enemy. But no, they just fight them off, and then you never see those Indians again. Yeah, like ever, and then it's just like a different. Well, no, you do see them, but they're all like they're all dead. Like, yeah, you don't twenty ever, minutes later. They're never they're never a problem again. And then it's like mm. a different. Then it's like fur traders who kidnap their women, and then it's a. Uh, crazy guy who's uh who they have to escort to j- it's like it's like a serial adventure it's like what ridiculous i don't yeah. understand it at all it's yeah and like uninteresting and like ben foster shows up as this dude who apparently like axed a bunch of people he and- killed his family with an axe and they have to trans transport him to a jail yeah and then he ends up escaping and killing one of them it's just like oh and i just dumb. uh i just i just remembered this where do they pick him up colorado yeah <laughs> hashtag the shining anyway <laughs> But but yeah, and like there's a scene with uh, Ben Foster and Christian Bale. Like, how am I any different from you? Yeah, you took scalps. You killed more than I ever could have. What makes you so different? You could have been in these chains. Give me a fucking break. <laughs> it just yeah, it's like it's it's trying really hard to get at some kind of like truth about the human condition. That's really, time yeah, it really is really bad. But it's just there. lame. Yeah, and Rosamund Pike is. Tara bad. She is uh <laughs> she's she is a squandered uh nothing in this movie. Uh, yeah. she's just overacting in every scene that she's in and talk about character motivations making no sense. Just loves this Indian family yeah. after 5 minutes even though at the beginning she hates them because they killed her entire family <laughs> including yeah. her infant. Oh my god. Which you see the infant get shot. Yeah, really? She's running with her kids. And the spoiler, sorry guys. She's yeah. running with her kids, and her one daughter gets shot, and then her little—is it another daughter or a son? Yeah, another daughter. Another daughter gets shot, and they're like little kids, and then all of a sudden she's holding the baby, and the baby's just head just explodes <laughs> with a squib. It's yeah. extreme, <laughs> and she's hold, and she like keeps hold of the baby yeah, like for like the, the next baby. like four days, how or however yeah, long God, it is before God, they, of course, they finally have to bear. It's this intense, it's all tr- a trying, want to be intense yeah. scene where she's yeah. scraping at the dirt. I'm going to bury my own children kind of thing. And it's just so bad. And she's awful in it. And I think I, yeah. honestly, I wasn't impressed by anybody's acting really. I, I, think, no. I think Christian Bale was phoning it in. Uh, Rory Cochran is in it. He's, he's okay, I guess. But like, I don't know. It was kind of like just a lot of nothing. Yeah, I mean, there's that one decent scene where like he's visiting the guy who got shot in the arm. Yeah, and you know, like 
and they start Best crying. Best soldier I ever had. But even that, it's like, it's like, I even, don't, like, how am I supposed to feel about this guy? I don't even know who this guy is. I've yeah. been with him for like 10 minutes in this movie. Yeah, and like, apparently, like, there's some shared history between the yeah, two of them, but like, we don't know it. anything about it. So it's, and. And Timothy Chalamet from Call Me By Your Name is in this movie. Is he? And he plays the French guy. Oh. Who's in it. He's literally in it for like 10 minutes and he gets shot in the face. I think he's and, the first person who dies. And he has a French accent and it's really bizarre. Yeah. And it's just like, why is this happening? This, this is really distracting and strange and. Just the choices that are made. I don't know, man. Scott Cooper is the worst. Like, I can't. This Black Mass and now this, I'm done. Like, I'm out. This guy's terrible. Yeah, like, the only other movie I've seen of his was uh, Crazy Heart. And that one was like, whatever. I still haven't seen Crazy Heart. Jeff Jeff Bridges is a grizzled old country singer. It really was. All of his films are, but none of them get nominated for shit except Crazy Heart. I don't know. It looks like it's all it's all trash. I can't I can't do it. <laughs> out of the furnace was I thought out of the furnace was okay, but I mean even that's like not very. I mean I don't know. It's just like he just takes this material and he tries. To, he thinks it's like this is brilliant cinema, and he's like, and then he makes it and it's just like these terrible like throwaway generic. Netflix originals. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it sounds like. It's brutal. Yeah, yeah. but then like uh, the like uh, yeah, so like. It was a three for me up until the ending. So, so the ending, like uh, Wes Studi's character, he's like dying of cancer, and so like uh, they finally make it up into Valley of the Bears in Montana. They bury him, and of course, a posse shows up. Get you and your native, get you and your indies off my land. It's not even a posse though. It's just the guy who owns the land. Yeah, like, doesn't want like the guy four, buried there. Yeah, four. Four it's guys. Just like out of nowhere. It's like, why Why put this conflict here? And then yeah. there's because we have to have a gunfight at the end of the movie. Yeah. So, at the, so, so yeah, this, this gunfight happens. And predictably, the only people who survive are Christian Bale, Rosamund Pike, and the little Indian kid. So, <laughs> you, hey, you got new going. parents. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's fucking like. Now I'll say I'll say <laughs> I didn't mind the the ultimate ending scene of him stepping on the train. Yeah, that was that. that was decent. But uh, I thought that was fine. Yeah, and I read that he fought Scott Cooper on it. That Scott Cooper wanted that ending, and uh, Christian Bale thought it was like a cliche movie ending. No, uh, but I actually think it's not bad. I, I think it's all right. But anyway, it doesn't matter. The movie's, yeah, yeah, movie's yeah. pretty boring it's, and yeah, brutal it's... overall, and it's way too long. And I gave it a two and a half. Yeah, same here. You have something else that you watched? Uh, yeah. I only have one more. Okay, let's see. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I rewatched Thief, but we, you know we already talked that talked about that a while back. Mm-hmm. Um, but last night I rewatched uh, Sweet Smell of Success. That movie is fucking brilliant. Like the acting in that movie is next level good. Like Burt Lancaster, like you know you you never would have thought like a journalist could be like legit scary. <laughs> But Burt Lancaster is fucking terrifying. What year is this? Uh, 1958? Hmm. 50, 56, 58? Like, late, late oh, 50s. I'll look it up. So, um, but, yeah, like, uh, so Tony Curtis plays this uh, press agent who, like... 57. You're 57. In, right, right in the middle. Right in the middle. <laughs> uh, so Tony Curtis plays this press agent, and he's trying to get uh, Burt Lancaster's character to, like, give him good write-ups in the New York... Uh, Globe newspaper because like apparently like Burt Lancaster like with one word he can like make you or break you and so 
so like they're at odds and like Burt Lancaster's he's already like really tall and like his shoulders are super broad. So he's like an intimidating physical presence. But then he like like in the movie, he gives people like these dead eyed stares. and It's amazing. And like, you know, uh, Tony Curtis is just so like lap doggy to him. And it's it's great. It's really great. I uh, yeah, I've never really um, I've seen this. Obviously, the uh, the cover of it. It's mm. a Criterion. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And uh, but I've never never actually been interested in. I guess I've never really even looked at what it is. But yeah, I, I like Tony Curtis and everything I've seen him in. So yeah, I might check it out. Yeah, sure. Given your glowing recommendation, well, I um, rewatched finally American Pop, directed by Ralph Bakshi. His best, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I have not seen anything else he's done. I don't think. He didn't do Fritz the Cat, right? Yeah, he did. Did he? Okay. I've yeah, seen, that was I've, like what I've made Fritz the Cat. Ralph Bakshi. I didn't yeah. like Fritz the Cat. So It's bad. This movie is quite good, though. Um, it's a drama about um, three generations of... Well, it's four generations, but there are three of them are fathers, and then finally ends with the son of the last guy. And it starts in like the early, early 1900s. And ends in the nineteen late nineteen seventies, early eighties, mm. and uh, New York City, and they're all musicians of various talent and degree, and just truly an epic film. Like yes. just the scope of it is so, ep- but it's an hour and a half long, you know. Yeah, nice. and it just doesn't waste any time. Like it's just <laughs> like burning through these stories, and that's totally fine because. And I mean, you know, because, well, I think aesthetically it's just like it's the whole film is rotoscoped. Well, pretty much the whole film is rotoscoped, yeah. uh, meaning that they shot the footage and then they drew over it and it mm. looks beautiful. I've never it's heard of this. Really, really, inc- really? It's no. really incredible. It's from 1981. It's really incredible. Um, yeah. And uh, the story itself isn't like, I mean, obviously it's not like the most terribly interesting thing, but you don't need it to be because like the the aesthetics of it like hold your attention like a hundred percent. Yeah. And, and the soundtrack too. Yeah. The soundtrack is pretty good. The only, the only problem I had with it really, which dr- drug it down qu- a little bit for me, I gave it a four was that, um, just some of the choices to not include original music, which I understand. Cause you're trying to like say something about the American popular music experience or whatever, mm-hmm. but like he'll have characters in the movie writing songs that are like written by Bob Dylan oh, really? and written oh, by yeah, yeah, yeah. Jefferson airplane. And he has a character that's very much supposed to be Grace Slick and Janis Joplin, but it's mm. not great. Her name's Frankie. It's like, he's just, you know, kind of throwing these stories on top of other characters, which I don't, I, I don't know. It was just a little distracting for me. Cause I was like, that's weird that they're like, he's writing this song. That's like a Bob Dylan song, you know? <laughs> uh, but uh, that's, I mean, honestly, that's not till you know forty five, fifty minutes into the movie. I mean, the first half of it is in the you know uh, tens, teens, twenties, thirties, forties, fifties. That's cool. Yeah, and uh, there's some, there's an incredible montage of gang violence in yeah. this, uh, where they apparently drew over a lot of footage from Public Enemies or Public Enemy. And it's like, but they added blood and stuff. So like people are getting shot and there's like blood everywhere. Wow. <laughs> it's really yeah. killer. It's really awesome. And, um, yeah, and there's that uh, scene at the very beginning that's like shot like a silent movie where like it has oh, that's like the, amazing. the stuff yeah. that comes up and the, uh, 
I guess Bolshevik revolution yeah, and stuff that like shit that. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, yeah, where they have to like a flee the country, and it's about how the first guy came to America. Yeah, and it's like the the father says uh, he can't leave because he has he's like they're they're Jewish and he has to finish the prayer. But the the military is coming to kill everybody. But he's like, I can't leave. I have to finish the prayer. It's like such that's such a cool. I just love that shit. Yeah, I love conviction. So, <laughs> but um, yeah. I mean, it's just great, and it really. I mean, sadly to say, it really makes me want to rewatch Waking Life. I, uh, I you know, I hate to put that on it, but I mean, it really just made me think of that scene, that one scene in Waking Life where those two guys are talking, and the guy just pulls the gun out and shoots him. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's because it's so bloody and everything but um yeah this it's a great film and i highly encourage uh anybody to watch it i i downloaded it but i i would venture to guess it's on youtube a lot of his stuff is on youtube so yeah i would i wish they would put this out on blu-ray because i would get it in a heartbeat it seems like it's totally like uh justified to be on criterion i mean i don't understand why it wouldn't be but Whatever rights, I guess. Um, so, yep. anything else is that for you, Kevin? Uh, I've been watching American Gods, which uh, oh, I, I actually watched the first, I think, two episodes of that a while ago. Yeah, and, uh, I, I didn't mind it, but I just didn't. I don't know. I just never got back to it. Yeah, I uh, I like Ian McShane. Um, it's been forever since I've read the book, so I'm not going to make any judgments on that. But like, it's just uh, like Brian Fuller, the guy who Shadow. No, uh, that's uh, Ricky Whittle, I think is Who's his name. Who's Brian Fuller? Brian Fuller is the guy who's like the showrunner. Oh, okay. And, uh, and he also was the showrunner on Hannibal. Oh. So like you look at this and you look at Hannibal and it's like, yeah, it's the same guy. Hmm. And like my only problem with it so far is like they're just – like I get it. You know, it's stars. You know, it's pay cable. But it's like, okay, more gratuitous blood, more gratuitous sex. <laughs> Whatever, man. Like, nobody cares. Like, the whole, like, oh, we got to get it. We have to have all the blood and all the tits. It's like, no, you don't. Right. Yeah. You, you can not do that. It's really easy. <laughs> I actually, actually, speaking of that, though, I did I did really like the scene where uh, the female, the black female goddess. Bill like, Quist, like, yeah. Where she, like, devours the men into her vagina. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. That's a, that's a really good scene. It's yeah. really well done. But uh, but yeah, like just the whole the whole thing looks like it's shot on like a shitty Instagram uh, mm. filter filter. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> it's very stylized. It's very very stylized. And I also really had trouble with um, the Irish God or whatever the because that, that guy is um yeah. he's in Den of Thieves actually, but he's yeah uh, Pablo Schreiber Pablo Schreiber and he's he was in uh Orange is the New Black. He was yeah in he's yeah. the mustache and yeah. he was in uh, just he so, was in the Wire. Yeah, it's just weird to see him as like this. Like doing this accent and with yeah. the red hair and everything. it's just which like uh, you know like I'm sure a lot of people will disagree with me on this or like you know be like whatever man like just go with it but like the fact that a guy I mean I don't know maybe he his lineage is Irish from like way back but I don't see Pablo Schreiber as a leprechaun. <laughs> like I'm sure there are a bajillion, you know, great Irish actors who could have done this job. Sure. And none you know, that would have worked for scale. I guess. Sure. I, 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 <laughs> I don't know. I'm just kidding. I don't know. I mean, he, he's, yeah, he's, I he's an up and comer. I mean, he's, he was on a bunch of, uh, yeah. after he left orange is the new black, he was on like two or three different shows that failed. But I mean, yeah, he's like, clearly like in demand. Yeah, and I think he's a good actor, but I just think you know, I I don't buy him. I don't as, either. Yeah, it's, that's the thing. You know, it's like I don't think he's bad, and I just don't. It was yeah, just weird yeah. to see him. Like I don't, I don't buy it. You know. Yeah, and you know, 
Because, like, they made such a big deal about, you know, like, Shadow is black in the book. And, like, yes, they cast a black actor to play Shadow and and all that stuff. But, um, you know, like... I love how, how we're, you, supposed, how we're s- supposed to, like, pat them on the back for that. Like, they yeah, cast a black like, actor. Big deal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> casting a black actor to play a black role? How progressive of right, you! Right. <laughs> but, like, uh, they've got, um, like... Um, how do you pronounce his last name? Is it Stormare or is it Stormare? I, I've heard Stormare both. I or? like Stormare. Okay, yeah, he's Peter Stormare. Yeah, he's in it as uh, Chernabog, this uh, East Eastern European god, and you know he's okay. Um, but you know, it's it's. I still think it's kind of funny. Like you know, aren't there any like Croatian or Polish actors <laughs> who could have who could have done this as opposed to a Swede? Well, at least they got, you know, somebody European, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, so I guess speaking of television, I, I've been watching uh, the miniseries Waco on the Paramount Network. Oh, that's uh, how's that? Starring Taylor Kitsch. And not only the first two episodes. Uh, it's Taylor Kitsch and uh, Michael Shannon. Uh-huh. And Shea Wiggum. Ooh. And the other guy whose name I don't know, but there's three actors from Boardwalk Empire in major roles in really? this thing. Yeah. Oh. The third guy is the, I don't know, have you guys seen Boardwalk Empire? Yeah, yeah. The the um the blonde weaselly guy who's always yeah yeah you know what I you know, like, like, he's always oh, yeah, with the bowler yeah. hat that guy and he's like an HBO regular like he was yeah. he was on uh, the night of also yeah when he gets like in Boardwalk Empire when he gets uh, Shea Wiggum out of jail like I bring people together yeah, you understand that, that. Exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's in it and he's fantastic in it like he's awesome. you would never believe he like this guy is the same guy who played that weaselly guy he's playing uh. He's like uh, David Crush is like right hand man. He's oh, like, a, okay, he's like yeah. one of his best friends. Cool. And nice. uh, David Crush has, has just uh, impregnated his wife in the first episode. It's intense. It's it's really extreme. But I, I'll say it's very very good uh, so far. How's uh, John Leguizamo? Leguizamo is good. It's so, so weird that you ask about him for how's Leguizamo. <laughs> No, he's good. He actually is in it quite a bit. I haven't he, seen him in anything. Yeah, in Jesus. This, he's you haven't f- seen John Wick. That's right. Oh, that he is. Yeah. He's yeah, barely. That's right. That's right. Yeah, like, that's right. Like well, he was John. That's but um, no, he's good in it. He's he's uh, he's actually in it quite a bit in the second episode. He he's like undercover going into their compound oh, and shit. stuff. And, okay. Uh, mm. But he's, he's not. He's undercover, but they know who he is. Like it's just kind of like uh, I don't yeah. know. It's, but uh, they're not stupid. How's Koresh? Koresh. Okay. No. I. So I'm. I'm a. I'm a Taylor Kitsch hater. Like he's the worst. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's not bad in this at all. Good. Okay, he's good. thrown away his ominous brooding uh, voice that he does in every. What's up? I'm Taylor Kitsch. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I have to get out of here. <laughs> you know. He's not that guy anymore, and he's oh he's like, hey, brother. I'm David. How That's are you good. doing? And he's like, he's he's doing really good as it. And, awesome. Uh, and Michael Shannon is is quite good so far, although he's not in it nearly as much as I would want him to be. Mm. He's very good. Uh, Shea Wiggum's doing the typical Shea Wiggum thing, right? And uh, yeah, I mean, all the acting is pretty outstanding. Rory Culkin is in it. Oh yeah, uh, he's he's pretty decent. All, cool. all the acting is pretty great. Uh, but I mean, even the direction, like the guy who directed this, is John Eric Dowdle, who is a really shitty director, mm-hmm. um, who did uh Devil, I don't know if you remember this, the whole movie in the in the elevator with the devil. Oh, the one that was written by Shyamalan Ding Dong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he did uh, more recently the movie No Escape with Owen Wilson, the action yeah, yeah. movie in Thailand. Oh, okay. And it's, he's just not a very good director, but yeah, like yeah. this, this is uh, proving me wrong. I mean, it's it's good, and the right. production value is great. Like they nice. rebuilt the whole compound and everything. It's this huge building. Oh, really? And, yeah, it looks just like it. It's insane. Are they, they actually filming in Waco? 
I don't know if they're filming because I, as, as I understand it, there's an actual church been rebuilt on that site. So I don't oh, know exactly uh, where they're filming, but it's definitely somewhere like. I mean, it looks very much like Texas. Crazy. Okay, know? cool. It's really crazy. Flat, plainy. Yeah, know. I mean, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it's pretty nuts. It's good though so far. I'm really looking forward. I think it's six parts, so yeah. four more parts. But yeah, sweet. That sounds great. Jazz. And I've been re- I've been watching uh, all the. I bought Just Shoot Me, the complete series on DVD. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> been burning through those. David Spade is. I mean, it's it's insane how funny he is. <laughs> like he's very everything he does is hysterical on the show. So it's really good. But Sweet. anyways, nice. uh, that's neither here nor there. Let's get on to our uh, deep dive for today, which was my pick again: Amadeus, nineteen eighty four, directed by Milos Forman and starring Tom Hulse, F. Murray Abraham, and Elizabeth Barrage's Cleavage. What do you guys think about Amadeus and Baron Harkonnen? He's also in it. Baron Harkonnen. Yeah. Oh, I was actually going to oh, ask you all Jeffrey about that. Jones. Uh, I guess that's, I don't know his name. Is that, did he play Baron Harkonnen? No, uh, Kenneth McMillan is, uh, like... Is that who you're talking about? Yeah. <gasps> Who's Kenneth McMillan? I'm guessing, I'm guessing both of y'all watched the director's cut. I did watch yes. the director's okay. cut, Okay, because, uh, in the, like, theatrical version, like, I saw the theatrical version first, and, uh, Kenneth McMillan, the Baron Harkonnen, is actually not in that version. Really? Yeah. Like, the theatrical version is PG, uh, so you don't actually get to see, uh, Constanza's titties. Uh, Okay. okay, so who I don't understand who is he in the movie? He's uh, he he's gets, the dude that yeah. uh, like Mozart goes to with the dogs. like yeah with the dogs and like he's going to like tutor uh, his oh, daughter. Oh oh yeah, yeah, yeah. okay okay okay. That yeah. scene's not and in the he, original. And then he goes back to it's, it's not in the theatrical version. Oh, okay. I yeah, I this is my first time watching the director's cut, but I don't remember, you know, what the differences are necessarily yeah. between I know that there's not very much added. Like it's only like twenty minutes yeah. or so, and like little like incidental things here mm-hmm. and there, except for like those two scenes with Harkonnen, and um, <laughs> Harkonnen. when yeah, and when um, like Constanza shows up to Salieri's place and like, well, I got to do what I got to do, and yeah. you know, you know, not gonna lie, I can't really imagine the movie without those scenes. I, I don't know, that's kind of I could just, see jumping the dog scene. I mean, that's kind of like no, yeah. I mean, but it showed like he doesn't want to do these like menial jobs sure, for sure. Yeah, you know. it just shows more of his ego. And then he goes back to beg. That is like, important. Yeah, I was like, I, I just I don't know. Yeah, that, that kind of needs to be there. Watch the director's cut. Well, that's that, 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 that's a good. <laughs> let's just start there. Then I mean, is this is this thing justify its length or not? Absolutely, for me, it does. Uh, I was engaged the entire time. It was extremely entertaining. Um, three hours is epic, but mm-hmm. uh, I it's just I don't know. It's well fucking made, like really engaging. Mm. Uh, there, you know, it, like it kind of drags a little bit here, here and there, but like I, I don't know, like I don't know, like it just it works. My, I, I I agree for the most part. I think it's the the. <clears throat> Just the aesthetic beauty of the cinematography is enough to keep me engaged. Yeah, like it's, it's very good looking. It's nuts. Like, yeah, and the fact that they're filming in the actual theater where right. Don Giovanni premiered, and, and they're using apparently they use candlelight. Yeah, you to can light tell. Scenes, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is very impressive. So yeah, yeah, I, I I agree. I think I mean I don't I don't I wouldn't mind it if it were shorter, but I I agree it's not like a huge problem that it's that long. I think it. You really get you get the like the feel of like the characters like you really yeah. like i i don't think you could get that with an hour and a half or two hours mm-hmm. even two hours i don't know uh, i don't know what else what do you guys think of it i mean the music's amazing okay obviously are we fans of the music I'm, i i would say i mean some of the some of the stuff you know 
not super crazy about, but it's like, like, especially when like, uh, Salieri is like, you know, explaining this stuff, like it takes on a whole new dimension Yeah, and like, you're listening to it as he's describing it. And like, that was fantastic. Like that first scene where he's like, kind of like conducting it and like, he's looking down. It's like, he's just about to jizz his pants. It's like, <laughs> and, and, yeah. and, and then like, excuse me, Mozart grabs the score. <gasps> yeah. What did you just do? <laughs> Almost had a heart attack. How could you? He definitely uh, worships Mozart. Yeah, and he's like, you know, like, you know, one one minute he's like, you know, mugging for um, the <laughs> Kapellmeister and the uh, the Chamberlain, and like the next, like, like when neither of them are there, he's just. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. The music for me is not – I'm not a huge Mozart fan or real, right. like, traditional classicals. just doesn't do much for me. But, uh, I mean, you know, I can appreciate it. Like, it's it's Mozart. I, I don't know. You know right. What else has it, what else, what I, has it been yeah, said? But like, like, I yeah, appreciate yeah. the technical proficiency yeah. of it. I, I, think, yeah, I, I yeah. think I agree with, like, Salieri and those guys. Oh, too many notes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just, like, I, I don't know. Like, like, the opera stuff, it just it doesn't do anything for me at all. Um, I find some of his stuff enjoyable to hear. Like the first, the first track on the soundtrack when when uh, when Salieri has tried to commit suicide and yeah, starts yeah. playing that music, that powerful yeah. score. I like that. There's phrases in like motifs exactly. that I love, yeah, yeah, yeah. like that yeah, are really yeah. great. But it's like then it's just like it, it. I feel like Mozart is like incredibly ADD, and he just has to like he, he like he, every like. He has to like. He's the Sid it, Barrett of his yeah, day. Yeah, no, it just has to like <laughs> yeah. make these left turns every like five seconds, and it's just like I don't know. Like, but I will say, much more interesting than than anything Salieri plays yeah, in the film. Yeah. The stuff yeah, Salieri yeah. plays sounds like trash. <laughs> <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's like, so that happy. Doesn't re- and that light, doesn't really work, does it? Yeah. What did Let's you try this? this? Yeah. What about this? <laughs> That's a great scene. Any any time that he's like. Uh, fucking with Salieri, yeah. like to his face, like when when he when he, they're at the mask ball and he yeah, asks him yeah. to play Salieri, and, like, he, <laughs> and, he, and yeah. he farts at the end. Yeah, <laughs> so it's much ridiculous. fart humor yeah. in this. Well, like even even like right after the first scene, where like uh, they they show Salieri later, like grazie, signor, and they show the cross. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, like, it's I, I like yeah. all that stuff too. Like his his. Uh, dealing with god and like his yeah, yeah. Uh, loss of faith and how yeah. he burns the crucifix because like pretty, i'm done with god now. Pretty, yeah <laughs> i like that that kicked ass uh what do you guys think about the acting a lot i mean obviously f marie abraham won the academy award for this movie yeah. for best and, actor and then vanished and then well he didn't van- I mean, he's still in stuff now yeah, i don't yeah. think i've ever seen him in anything else he's in he's in inside lewin davis yeah uh, he, he was in louis uh he's been in lots of stuff he huh. was he was in yeah. um he, actually, they make reference to this film in Last Action Hero. He's in Last Action Hero, oh. and the kid says he killed Mozart. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mo who? I kill a lot of people, kid. You know? <laughs> like, yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. He's, he's been in quite a few okay. things. Yeah. But, he's, I agree, but I agree with you. He definitely wasn't ever – he's never been in something as high profile as this. And the same with Tom Hulse. Like, Tom Hulse just kind of vanished after this also. Yeah, yeah. like the highest profile thing he did after this was – Quasimodo. Uh, Quasimodo, yeah. yeah. Or – 
was Animal House before or after? It was before seventy eight. Okay, so yeah, so Quasimodo. I think yeah. that helps the film though, like because they, they like to, yeah, me, yeah. to me they're like unknowns. Like I don't sure. You know, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, so like Jeffrey Jones is like anything where people are wearing powdered wigs. Jeffrey Jones is in it, and it's um, the good. But yeah, it's I mean, the good pre-child porn conviction skinny Jeffrey Jones. Yeah, who's just fantastic. You know, like <laughs> yeah, the Mister Rooney. Yeah, uh, that's the one you want. That's you, the one you want. <laughs> you don't want the the you know late nineties fat. You know, yeah. I fuck kids, Jeffrey Jones. Jeez. Yeah. He's terrible. <laughs> he is, is awful. actually. Yeah. Isn't he dead? I don't think so, but no? like, I, I know he like dumb. pleaded guilty to a child porn rap. Yeah, he did. So, uh, and so this was fairly recently too, so. Yeah, he's alive. He's 71. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he's sentenced 250 hours of community service. Wow. For failing to update his data on the sex registry, sex offender registry. Anyway, but yeah, uh, I, I think I, fuck, you know, dude. to say nothing of his uh, more recent actions, he's he's great in the movie. As, yeah, as yeah. The uh, emperor or king or whatever he is. Yeah, the emperor. Yeah, he's yeah. Uh, he's yeah. great. I love the I love when he he wants to play Salieri's piece. Yeah, and he, like he's terrible. Yeah, <laughs> but he's like that's that's good. Yes, let's keep going. He's like trying to conduct him, and yeah. he's just it's awful. Like, yeah, <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, and uh, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a great, it's a great. Uh, I think Tom Hulse makes some really bizarre choices as far as that goes, but I think it's really interesting. It make, it makes the character a lot more memorable. Yeah, I mean, obviously you could have yeah. you could have made a film about Mozart and been really stuffy, but yeah, yeah. this one's pretty comedic. I mean, like historically, that uh, Mozart was wasn't stuffy at all. Like. I mean, he was, yeah, like he actually did love farting. He was jokes. always smiling and, yeah, yeah. farting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But it's like if they had made a, a Mozart biopic in 1955, it wouldn't have had fart jokes. Yeah, no, you're nice totally one. right. You're yeah. totally right. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. It would have been you know. boring as fuck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. What did like, you guys think of the American accents as opposed to what would normally be done British accent. <clears throat> I didn't mind it. Um, these characters are obviously Italian and Austrian. Yeah. Um, like the wife, uh, she was just straight up like Brooklyn accent. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> okay. um, like, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like it's, I guess it's kind of like, uh, you know, they could either just do their regular voices or they could do, you know, shitty accents. So, you know, I don't apparently, I, yeah, Milos Forman apparently wanted them to not concentrate on accents because he wanted their performances to be better. So he's like, yeah, just yeah. use your normal voice. Yeah. Which I think was a, a win, you know. Sure. I, yeah, I, I would I'm agree. agree. Yeah. 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 Pretty solid. Yeah. And, um, I really love that, <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> that the whole, the whole Don Giovanni sequence and then when, um, like the actual opera. And then when Salieri shows up at his door and, like, you know, Holtz, like, literally has seen the ghost of his father and, like, you know. Yeah, that was all good. I, I, I the, the idea of I, – I would have liked it better maybe if there was more direct, like, this is why he's dying kind of stuff. I mean, it made it look – it made it seem as though – He's dying because he saw this guy's ghost and he's been he's overworking himself to death mm. and and like F Marie Abraham Salieri is somehow aware of this and he's trying to kill him but at the same time he has this like grudging respect for him so he wants him to he genuinely wants him to make this requiem and, and my favorite scene of the film is when he's dictating the requiem to him yeah that's on, the best scene in the movie yeah, hands on down bedside yeah. and uh 
you go too fast. You go too fast. You know, it's just incredible. Uh, yeah. But, like, I don't know. It's just, like, it's it just feels strange. I wish there would have been, like, like uh, you know, there's rumors, obviously, um, that Salieri poisoned him and things like this. And The myth, yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't know yeah. if, like, I mean, I don't know if I wanted to go that far with it, but just, like, some maybe mild explanation as to what's actually happening, you know? Like, I, well, I, I think, like, with, um, with as, as much as Mozart drinks, especially in, like, the last half of the movie, mm-hmm. like, and, you know, like, obviously, there's, you know, when he's conducting the magic flute, like, there's something really wrong with him because he just keels over. Right. Um, and, you know, like, the fact that they're up all night working, you know, just kind of exacerbates it. And so, like, so, you know, Salieri is not directly responsible for his death, but, uh, you know, he was, you he's know. contributing to it. He's contributing to it. But then, like, at the end, like. God would rather have killed his perfect creature than let a mediocrity share in any of his glory. You know? And, like, just, you know, like, like even, like, even when he, like, admits that he had, you know, wasn't directly responsible for his death, like, it still comes back to, like, me. Yeah. You know? He wouldn't let me win. It's definitely got a big thing against, like, him and God. Yeah, God's yeah. trying to fuck me. It reminds me of George Costanza. God would never let me be successful. You know? <laughs> you, yeah, He'd like, kill me first. He'd never let me be successful. I thought you didn't believe in God. Yeah. I, I do, do for, for the, the bad, bad things. things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Salieri is just like George Costanza. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, funny thing about that scene, uh, I was... Um, I had watched the movie like I don't know a month and a half ago, so I didn't rewatch it for this time. But I went back and watched a couple of scenes, and I watched the behind the behind the scenes thing. Um, that scene where there where Mozart is dictating the Requiem, like they watched a the guy who like conducts all the music in the movie. They watched him and like some other dude to like them do the scene to see how like actual musicians would play it out. Mm-hmm. And then they started doing some improv where like Tom Hulse would deliberately leave stuff out and can, you know, and then F Murray Abraham would be like, wait, 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 hang on. What, you know, confuse him. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, confuse him. And, um, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. And it, and it works great. Cause, uh, Cause then like he does get flustered like a couple of times. Yeah. He gets, he gets flustered and like Tom is like, you know, sometimes he like legitimately forgets stuff and then F Murray Abraham has to like, yeah, but what about this? What about that? And like, Oh yeah, yeah. And so they made it work really well from that. It's awesome. And the, the, the very beginning where the servants bring the desserts and that guy's eating the cream out of the glass. I want that cream so bad. I don't know what that is. It looks delicious. Yeah. It's like like, sweet cream. Oh, yeah. It looks like ice cream. Yeah. It's amazing. It, looking. Yeah. And like the little like powdered donuts yeah. with it too. Oh, like, Jesus. It's obscene. It is obscene. Actually, the guy who, one of those servants, the kind of weird looking guy with the long nose. Yeah. He's in American pop for like a split second. Yeah. He plays and he's one of the uh, stage managers. Yeah, and he was in uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, uh, Vincent Schiavelli. He's the uh, he's the the ghost and ghost too. The uh, the guy who teaches him, or not teaches him, but the guy who's like mad at him. Oh, in the okay, right, right. <laughs> it's like screaming about stuff. I never saw Ghost, but I've seen that part. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't. I, again, I I think it's uh, Mila Schwarman. I I think you know One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest for me is like. Amazing. It's uh, like a perfect film, but uh, this is definitely um, 
up there as well. I I don't know that I've seen much else by him though. Honestly, I've seen uh, the People versus Larry Flint, and it's been a long mm. time since I've seen it. Yeah, but I can't think of many other things that I've actually seen that he's directed. Me neither. Aside from Cuckoo's Nest, have you seen Cuckoo's Nest, yeah. Jonathan? Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that and well, Amadeus. It's all so seen. yeah, yeah. Uh, I've seen but Larry, I think it's Larry a, Flint as well. Oh, okay, yeah. well yeah. So I think oh, okay. it's a fair. Uh, you know. I wish he would. I wish he would do more. I guess he's yeah. still alive, as far as I know. I don't yeah. see why he wouldn't. You know, it's won the Oscar. Yeah, back into it. he's like he's one of these like you know like Coppola who won multiple Oscars for directing but can't get work now. You know. Yeah, or like you, you know, because the system has all changed. Yeah, or if they are working, it's like you know little things yeah, here straight and there, to like, video, yeah, art house shit. It's not any yeah. good. It's like a fucking play production, you know, some yeah. play they saw off Broadway and they want to make a movie out of it for a million bucks. They shoot yeah. it on a fucking handy cam because <laughs> they can't afford anything else. Oh, what a nightmare. But, uh, yeah, well, I, uh, I gave it a four. Same here. I'll agree. Four. Four. It's a solid four. Solid four. Solid No four. more, no less. Mm-hmm. Um... Well, great. Uh, we got a little bit of feedback this week from our friend Winston. Sweet. Winston writes to us, Sweet. what is your favorite scary movie? Pretty solid, uh, simple question. Hmm. Seemingly easily answered. Any You guys? <laughs> Anybody? Anybody? Um, favorite scary movie? Favorite scary movie? Scary. As in a horror film, I guess. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, um, I mean, I guess uh, Titicut Folly is pretty scary, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, no, I would call it. That's a what I mean. Like, film. is it is it a horror film? Oh, or it's is it, or horror. Is it, he, he, something that truly scares you. I think he's thinking of horror okay. films. Yeah. Okay. He um, said, "Like the quote from Scream." What's your favorite scary right. movie? Uh, so he wants to hear Friday the Thirteenth is your favorite scary movie. <laughs> What about Serpent in the Rainbow, man? Oh, well, <laughs> if you want to go that route. I, 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 I mean, I'll have to say Exorcist. I don't, uh, it's just the, I, all, all I think about is like, what horror film is the highest rated horror film that I can think of? <laughs> and yeah. Exorcist, for me, would be the highest on my list, so. I guess I'd go like Shining. The Shining, yeah, that yeah. would be up there too. Sure. Um, I'd probably have to go Silence of the Lambs. Mm-hmm. But even, but like even that's like, you know. Murky waters as That's far as genre. Extremely murky. Yeah. I, I, well, I mean, I, it's a, you know, psychological thriller, police procedural, uh, yeah. horror, you know, horror, horror aspects. I don't know. Okay. Um, I don't, I, if, if that doesn't cut the mustard. I mean, it doesn't for me. It doesn't mean it doesn't right. for you. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, um, that can be your favorite horror film. It doesn't bother me. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it wouldn't be my, it's not even on my list of horror films because it's a, it's a thriller. It's not a right. horror film. All right. Um, there are images in it and scenes in it that are horrifying. Yeah. But mm-hmm. horror film? Mm. All right. All uh, the scenes are horrifying. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> not true. But you know. That scene where she's singing Tom Petty? Yeah. <gasps> <gasps> terrifying. Yeah. Um, I mean, The Shining, for me, is not horrifying at all. But no, it's not, it's, it's not, it doesn't matter if it's horrifying to you. It's, yeah. a, it's attempting to horrify you. Yeah. Um... God, he's really thinking. Let's do this. <laughs> Let it out. Yeah, it's uh, fire, fire in the sky. 
The Blair Witch Project. Uh, in my mind, in my 12-year-old mind, it's Fire in the Sky. Fire in the Sky is the least scary movie you'll ever see. Rewatch it. It's <laughs> a joke. 12-year-old mind. Rewatch it with your 30-whatever-year-old mind. It's a joke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like, my gut instinct would be Shaun of the Dead, but, but, he, but Even again. Even that. See, again, again comedy, like, man. Yeah. Comedy. <laughs> not shit. horrifying at all. Uh, <laughs> I, I just can't think of that many. Like, I mean, yeah, The Exorcist, but I, I gave that like a four point two five. I'm not, I'm not a horror movie uh, guy at all. No, I don't think any of us. Yeah, are. I don't. I, mean, I don't yeah. see it. Yeah, that's of this. that's why I'm having like this guy who wrote the question. Winston is very much a horror movie guy. Really? Why he okay. Wrote the question. And well, he does Hooptober, where he watches funny 30, games. Thirty one. I'll, I'll say the I'll say the original Funny Games. Funny Games is a horror movie. I'll, I'll yeah, allow yeah. that. <laughs> I haven't seen the original. I haven't either. I've only seen the remake with Tim Roth and Naomi Watts. I think that the original is better acted. Brady Corbett and cool. Michael, whatever his name is. Yeah. Uh, again, Boardwalk Empire. Yeah. What Michael is that guy's Pitt. name? Michael, that's Thank it. You. Yeah. Pitt. Yeah. Michael Pitt. I was going to say Michael Penn. I was like, that's Michael definitely Penn. not that. That guy's yeah. a uh, singer songwriter. Right. All right. Well, uh, thank you for your question, Winston. And as always. Whoever is listening to this show can write to us at feedback at filmiacpodcast.com. Uh, oh, what am I thinking? I'm sorry. No. The, the thing. The thing. The thing for me. It's okay. The, it's the thing. The thing is better than The Shining. No, but it's more <laughs> horrific. Like, it's really okay, fucking yeah. gross. It's pretty graphic, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd say it's fair. Um, solid. Uh, anyway, sorry. <laughs> next week, it's going to be Jonathan's pick. Yeah. And... We'll see if he's staying true to what he said his pick was going to be last week after the show. What's your pick for next week, John? We're going to watch Heavy Metal. <laughs> heavy Metal. <laughs> We're going to watch Barry Lyndon. Barry Lyndon, another Kubrick film. Kubrick's like uh, Black Swan, I guess, or whatever the hell. Black sheep, whatever. What? Odd Duck. Bla- <laughs> Ugly Duckling? Yeah, there you go. Black Sheep? Yeah, there you go. Black black Sheep. Is it? How is yeah, it? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it just seems like it is. It's okay. just like he, do, he does Clockwork Orange, and then he does that. I don't know. It's just kind of like... But it, didn't it win? Like, I don't know. It's it's, it's just... It, I don't know. Like it's for nominated me, for some stuff. I don't know. That for it me, it just... I think it, it won, like, Best Cinematography, but... It should, uh, it should have if it didn't. Yeah. It just seems like the odd one out for me. Well, it's uh, appropriate because it just came out on Criterion, and I mm-hmm. think uh, both of us bought the... Did yeah. you buy the Criterion? I we bought, bought, we bought, bought yeah, the yeah. Criterion, and... Uh, Kevin's going to be forced to go buy the Criterion. You have to buy it now. <laughs> Forty bucks. <laughs> no, Fuck I'm just that. Thirty nine ninety nine. We're gonna. Uh, I've already got it from the library on Blu-ray. There so you go. Yeah. the Criterion Blu-ray. No. Whoops. Not the new transfer. Doesn't count. You have to get the transfer. I'm just kidding. But uh, we're gonna uh, watch Barry Lyndon, another three-hour epic <laughs> for next week. <laughs> Thanks a lot. And uh, yeah, no problem. So, Please visit our website, filmyakpodcast.com. We have a blog there, which we update regularly with trailers and news, and hopefully we're going to have an Oscar uh, pool going. And uh, until next time, thanks for listening. You're welcome.
I like your place, Brenda. You ever get over to New Jersey, Nash? Not if I can help it. You talk funny, Nash. Where are you from? Lots of different places. 